Hello, everybody. Welcome to Two Nuts in a Pod. I'm Lizzie. And I'm Emery. And we have one of our BFFs in the studio today, the lovely Hazel May Tackett. Hello. Hello, hello. We've been having a good time. Like, I kind of wish we'd just been recording as we've been hanging out. <laughs> the 30 minutes before. <laughs> but yes, uh, Hazel, um, she spends a lot of time in Louisville, but she actually lives in Indiana. And she has her own business there that she co-owns, Bohemian Barbers, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. We were just talking about how she needs to cut both of our hair. It's over in New Albany, Indiana, so. New Albany, yeah. I always forget, like, like which. Which bridge leads where? Yeah. (laughs) There's three of them, right? So pick one, choose one. (laughs) Yeah, the towns are so close together. It's like, oh, I'm in Sellersburg now. Yeah. It's like, what? And some of them you can walk on, like the walking bridge. Oh, yeah. True. Very <laughs> so true. there is four bridges, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. uh, yeah, so, and we have to share that Emo played, like, a really mean prank on us when he got here today. Did you take the stairs? Is that why we didn't hear you? No, I took the elevator. So and we didn't hear the elevator ding. We just started to hear noises so in the I hallway. Up, I showed up. They were already in the studio, and I showed up later. And then instead of walking in to the studio, I was really quiet. And they were like, emo? Emo? And they seemed concerned. And then I pushed a chair into the hallway, but it was just a, just a rolling chair with nothing else around it. And they got a little scared. They got I little... was so scared. I was like, okay, ghosts are real. I'm just over here laughing like, is that happening right now? Like, <laughs> All I saw was Hazel looking out the door, like cracking up, but also really wide-eyed and scared. I was like, what is happening? Because well, when I said emo, no response, just chair. And even after the chair rolled out, you still didn't say anything and, or come out for like, I mean, not like a full minute, but like 30 seconds or so which when you're just staring at an empty hallway with the chair seems like a lot longer <laughs> i always thought i'd be like a really good scary movie character like i'd be really good at it like yeah I could, I could do stuff like the chair thing that's, yeah. pretty, that's, so scary. <laughs> so good. that's the name of your horror film the chair thing yeah. chair chair revenge. which hallway will we hit next chair returns <laughs> Oh, that would be fun, though, to just play a bunch of pranks on people, and, like, that's the movie. I but lo- all chair-related pranks. Yeah, I, I love pranks, especially, like, scary, spooky, weird pranks. Like, if you can scare people or weird people out, I like those type of pranks. I like that. I if you did to that like... to me when I was alone in the studio, I would probably... <laughs> you would come in, and I'd be in the fetal position in the corner. That's not my... the door yet. I'm not fight or flight. I'm freeze. Like... If someone wants to murder me, it will be very easy. Just like, just kill her. She's cowering. Just gonna stay right there. Just be cowering in the corner. <laughs> That's like another thing about being a depresso too. Is like in a zombie apocalypse, I would give up so fast. I'd be like, well, life is hopeless. Whatever. I just let let the animals go free and wait wait for them to take me. Wait for the zombies be first to take one. me. Although I do have a lot of pills around, so I, you know, <laughs> I could probably sedate myself and yeah. just wait for wait for know. it to happen. The one thing, we, Hazel is our friend, but she was pretty mean earlier. She actually mm. made fun of me for yeah. um, drinking chocolate milk because that's my drinking choice. Even though, if you go to like any coffee shop, you're gonna you ask the employees there, they're gonna say chocolate milk sales have increased a significant percentage a lot because people just love buying chocolate milk like it's becoming more and more popular you might even see a chocolate milk store that opens up like i guarantee it 
People love chocolate milk in the morning. It's what wakes them up. That's a great business idea right there. Yeah, my little chocolate milk shop. <laughs> I thought you meant the sales went up because you've just been hitting up every coffee shop <laughs> 10 times a day. I was like, I mean, do we need to have a talk about your uh, chocolate okay? milk addiction? Like, <laughs> he loves his chocolate milk. <laughs> I love it, though, because you have your like Starbucks cup, so you look super grown up. And then it's like, what are you drinking? Chocolate milk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is my favorite drink. Honestly, if people were like, hey, you want to get drinks? And they're like, we meant chocolate milk. I would be so excited. But nobody ever does that for me because people don't drink chocolate milk, even though it's delicious. You don't want to be for drinks. You just show up in a robe with like some chocolate milk. You did not understand the assignment. And Starbucks chocolate milk for for some reason, and this show is by the way sponsored by Starbucks. Yes, obviously. Starbucks chocolate milk specifically <laughs> sponsors the show. <laughs> it is like so delicious. I don't know what they do to it, but Starbucks chocolate milk is really really tasty. Don't ever go to local coffee shops. Local, we hate local businesses. Mm-hmm. Go to big chain Starbucks and buy chocolate milk. <laughs> well, I was bummed out because we have a Heine Brothers right by our place and uh i just heard that they like that basically they're like union busting and i was like so happy that heine brothers had like a workers union like it made me feel better about getting coffee there and stuff but i guess they um i think (laughs) shut down one of the branches and like you know people really suspect it was punitive for people at that branch who were maybe lobbying a little too hard for workers' rights. Mm. Well, I can guarantee you that when I open my coffee shop, my co- coffee shop, my chocolate milk shop, I was going to say, yeah, not across the, inter- <laughs> the continental United States, that we're going to have unions. Big, big unions. Big, big the chocolate unions. milk makers' unions. <laughs> <laughs> we are the best stirrers in the world. You got to squirt a little bit of chocolate in there and you got to stir it just right. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very particular. So You got to find out what kind of syrup they use so you can make it at home. Yeah, that is a big, that's a thing. It's we'll probably, we'll have like a testing like factory and I was stuff. Gonna say like and a the, little... the factory will have, they'll be unionized too. So mm-hmm. you all can guarantee that. If you need someone for like blind chocolate milk taste tests, I'm happy to do it. Yeah, as long as you don't criticize it because it is. That would point. hurt your feelings. Uh, a taste test. I meant criticize chocolate milk in general. <laughs> oh. That's the interview. Are you pro or against like, chocolate milk? Like, people hate it, but all of you loved it as kids. And now you're too cool and good to drink it as an adult. It is so good. It is. I mean, usually when I'm getting a mocha, I'm just, I'm there for the chocolate milk part. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I get it. That's all we're going to talk about this show. <laughs> <laughs> this is a mental health podcast. <laughs> Teetering on the edge. <laughs> Okay, right, so I got so I got to do business. Yeah, yeah. Um, about my chocolate milk factory. <laughs> uh, so you're listening to Two Nuts in a Pod on 106.5 Forward Radio. You can listen to us anytime at forwardradio.org. You can also find us on streaming services. Uh, actually, any of them, any podcast service that you listen to your podcast. Unless nobody listens to that podcast service, you can find us. Search Forward Radio, and you'll find Two Nuts in a Pod. You can also listen to us or find us on social media platforms. There's Instagram which is the number two, two nuts in a pod. And then there's Facebook, which is two, T-W-O, nuts in a pod. You can also email us anytime, 24-7-365 at two nuts in a podcast at gmail.com. One of our 700 interns will answer within one minute to one hour. 
Yeah. Not one hour, probably one year. We'll do one minute to one year. So there's no like confusion yeah. there. Like if yeah. it's past an hour and people are upset, they're like, well, we told you a year. Yeah. Not a year in one day. <laughs> no, a year. A year. Yeah, we'll definitely get it under a year. You'll get your response. So. <laughs> All right. So um, since we had so much... Uh, chocolate milk talk. Sorry, I, like I took over launch, the show. We got to launch right into milk. our first segment. So uh, we're going to start with how are you for real? So this is where we just kind of actually share how we're feeling instead of like the quick answers like, you know, I'm fine or, you know, hunky dory. It's like, no, we just we can be real. And if you're doing great, that's awesome, too. We love to hear that. But we want details. Uh, so, Emo, I'm going to put you on the spot first how are you for real <laughs> okay sorry yeah, i just looked at a i looked at my phone and i had a text message where someone had questioned what they had said in a text message to me <laughs> they did the little question mark on <laughs> yeah, it so i'm like wait what <laughs> uh <clears throat> how am i for real well one i'm confused by whoever this person that did that sicko um i would say i'm generally um it's like one of those things where like every other day is kind of a little different, a little little depressed one day and a little upbeat the next day hmm. as I'm doing having a few challenges in life and um uh, doing a job search right now. So uh, anyone that wants to hire me, please just just email us at two nuts and podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> one of the interns will tell me. Uh, so just, yeah, doing that, going through the process and going through job, like looking for jobs now is just so much more difficult than like when I was like a kid, basically. And I would just go to a place and be like, are you hiring? And here's an application. You fill it out and you get the job. Uh, now it's just way more interviews, way more researching for preparing for interviews um, multiple interviews, you know, there's like the screening they do with the phone then they do like in person with one group in person with another group. And you're just like, good Lord, which is great. Cause you're going through the process, but it sucks if you're like, not the, the person they choose. So, um, that part is I'm just through a lot. I'm just going through a lot of those processes right now. So it's a little stressful and takes a lot of time. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of, kind of sad a little bit, you know, just kind of, it's just, I've been dealing with some relationships with people and friends and family and just general life kind of frustrations. It's just kind of how I feel right now. Um, so, yeah, just a little little down, a little up and down. I would I'm like sorry. it just to stay pretty consistent. Not consistently, like, sad or terrible. but Right. You know. It's like, well, I guess it's better than being sad all the time. But is there something about the lack of stability when you're, like, have that kind of mood cycling going on where it's just, yeah. it almost feels worse, like... You know, when I've gone through periods like that, I most want to be depressed because at least I could relax. <laughs> like, I feel like when I'm in a really depressed state, like, the nice thing about it is, like, I don't feel anything. <laughs> I'm just going to chill out here for a long time. Especially if I've had a period of anxiety for a while and then depression comes in and it's just, like, this warm blanket of just, like, it's okay. You don't have to move. <laughs> Let's just be sad. Let's just be sad. <laughs> Yeah, so depression rocks. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of just how I'm doing. And I had like, you know, yesterday I'd have like great moments. Like yesterday, I was playing basketball in the pool, which is wild for me out in the summer because I don't like the summer. I was playing basketball in the pool with our friend Corey and uh, another person I forgot his name, and we were having a great time. It was just like we were just three boys just having fun in the pool in the summer. And then like shortly thereafter, I just got so sad, and it's just like one of those things where just like kind of an up and down, up and down, or they have like really good moments 
then all of a sudden just kind of brought back down. You're like, really good moment, mm, brought back down. So I'd like to just either have really good moments all the time or just be kind of down <laughs> all the time. So just like some consistency so I know which part I'm getting. But uh, so yeah, I'm just kind of trying to navigate that right now. I feel, at least for me, it's usually stress that causes that up and down kind of stuff. Like it just... Yeah. It's just harder to regulate your emotions when you're stressed out. Not saying that, like, you, you know, regulating your emotions is this active thing that everyone can do or something. More just, like, when you're stressed, your emotions are, like, dysregulated. And there's nothing you can do about it, really. You just have to wait until the the stressful period ends and knowing that it's going to end instead of, you know... Because whenever you're in a rough spot, it's like, oh, it feels like it's going to last forever. It's like, oh, my gosh, how long have I been yeah. and dealing like, with this? You know, and like three years from now, you would look back and be like, oh, I didn't even, I don't barely even remember those moments. But like now in the moment, you're like, this sucks. Just get this over with. And so I'm just kind of, yeah, waiting for that part to get over with. Yeah. So hopefully soon, fingers crossed, you'll get a job and life will get easier. Yeah. Maybe we'll just start uh, syndicated mental health radio show right uh, yeah you know i never thought of that <laughs> yeah. it's a great idea because you do get paid for this right you get paid like oh, eighty thousand dollars a big year bucks yeah. yeah i don't get anything i just sort of volunteer i quit my day job a long time ago <laughs> okay yeah so lizzie makes eighty thousand dollars i don't make anything from this show so just think about that well uh, you know i'm the talent so <laughs> <laughs> that's true she does do all the editing so <laughs> So whenever I burp on air, she edits that out. So that and is, it's a lot. It is a lot of burping. I drink chocolate a lot. milk is. Uh, I drink a lot of chocolate milk. Burp fuel. <laughs> chocolate milk. 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 <laughs> chocolate milk is burp fuel. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna stop talking. Lizzie, how are you for real? Uh, I have actually been stressed lately too. Um, two for two. Yeah. Uh, just, I'm like getting ready to start school in like a month, like grad school. And, um, I realized that like, I thought I was going to remain where I am currently to just stay on part time, but that didn't work out. Like, you know, essentially my program is winding down so I could seek another job within Spalding or look elsewhere. So I am, yeah, I'm in that like. It took me a while because, like, when I'm stressed out about something, I tend to procrastinate. So I was just like, I'll find a job. That's a problem for future me. And now it's like a month away. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> so <laughs> so I've, I've started applying for jobs. But it's nice because um, now that everything's, like, worked out, like my financial aid and everything, it just I'm starting to get excited about it. It's like. When it was far away, I was really excited about it. And then when it was a few months away, it was just, like, really anxious. Oh, yeah. But now that I'm about to start and everything is sorted out and makes sense to me, like, okay, this is going to fit in my life, I'm, like, really excited for it. Um, But, yeah, also, send those jobs in for me. (laughs) Looking for freelance editing or doing, like, intakes at a, you know, mental health clinic or practice. So... Hit up our interns if you got jobs for me. But, uh, yeah, otherwise, I mean, I my mental health's been pretty good lately. The Wellbutrin is working wonders. I do like my Wellbutrin. It's good stuff. We're we're, we are sp- sponsored we're by Wellbutrin. <laughs> <laughs> we 
we just have a pill bottle in the middle of the table and we're kind of snacking on it like yeah, candy. Yeah, Wellbutrin's great. They give us lots of free, lots of free Wellbutrin. <laughs> Dump it on the table. It's like cash for us. It's not just, the best perk, but you know. Just thousands of Wellbutrin pills. Like some people drink beer while they're podcasting. We're just taking pills. <laughs> like Tic Tacs over here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's kind of nice to actually have drugs that work when I went through like, like most recently, just this, just so many medication changes and adjustments and things weren't working and the side effects were terrible. And it's just so nice to be like, oh, this is what it feels like when drugs work. Um, so yeah, that's, that's it for me. Hazel, how are you for real? Um, I would say I'd kind of piggyback off emo on the up and down days, right? Luckily today, pretty phenomenal. It was one of those that if you asked me about last Sunday, no, right? So like mine luckily isn't exactly day by day, but I will say like, you know, weeks or up and down still, right? No matter how you look at it. But yeah, no, I feel like I'm doing pretty good. I think the hardest thing for me recently is being able to accept when you're down because I do feel like when I am down, I know my own like hardest critic or whatever, right? But when I'm down, I just can't get it out of my head too of like you have things that are going good for you, like you know you've had so many opportunities this year, you've been doing well. Why are you so down? Like then I beat myself up about that to the point where sometimes you forget what you were even down about, but you're just like you go, you go to you know, you go to be happy. Come on, you know. When you're sad about being sad. <laughs> yes, it's like, and it's oh. so like literally so irritating too right because then again you're just like being hard on yourself about it and it's like no everyone can get sad everyone can have good days bad days and all of the above right so just accepting it but no yeah i feel like definitely i've been doing really well probably towards the best i've ever been in my life so that's why again when i am down on like things that are not even something i really should right but i was thankful enough to go back last weekend and see my family in west virginia so that's what reset me i feel like you know I think it'd been yeah. two or three months since I've seen my family. So it was one of those, like, again, it was getting, like, harder days and harder days. And I go back for, like, two days. And, like, next thing you know, my mom has me, like, in the best mood. Like, yeah, let's go. We got it. Like, Aww. I'm going back to the big city. I'm going to, you know, like, getting everything going and stuff. But, <clears throat> yeah. So I guess, like I said, I'm doing pretty good for real. As long as I can just stop again. I guess, like, not so much sad for me. But, like, again, just being hard on yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's really hard. And we've talked in the show a lot about how, like, there's this cultural expectation, like, this myth that people should be happy all the time. Yeah. And it's just, it's not real. Like, you know, the only way you could be happy all the time is maybe if you're, you know, using some really great drugs or, <laughs> you know, something. Like, but I mean, it's not the human condition is not to be happy all the time. Yeah. But I feel like that plays into feeling bad about feeling bad is that you think, Oh, there must be something wrong with me because I'm not happy right now. And it's like, no, people aren't happy all the time. It's like the brain's purpose, not being to be happy, but like to survive. Like yeah. you're not, yeah, you're not meant to be happy all the time. So that, that would be actually unhealthy and terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then I feel like there's that like black and white area that if you're not doing like, if you're not so happy, then your mind almost thinks you're not doing well. But it's like, no, you can be in the middle road, too. You don't have to be either happy or sad. You can also just be chilling. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, I know I've caught myself doing that where, like, if I'm not in a really good mood and, like, super happy, it's like, oh, well, I guess something's wrong. And it's like, no. <laughs> like, you know, 
Yeah, and then you like try to find something that's wrong, and then of course you will. Yeah, right. And then it's like, oh, now I'm upset about that. Great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I guess I am actually sad now. You know, like. <laughs> yes, sad. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least found at least I found an emotion. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a therapist in the past that told me that I needed to be content with the gray, and mm. there's a lot of life that's in the gray. Not a lot of black. There's we live sometimes in black and white or good, bad, 100, zero, but a lot of it is just very much gray and kind of in that middle area and just being content with that and knowing that that's okay too. Yeah. And then I fired her. <laughs> <laughs> Actually walked I got out of the black session. And white I, don't, I don't know how to say that. Did I, I broke up with her. I ended my treatment with her. I don't know what to, how, to, how to say it exactly for a therapist, but I don't know either. I'll say I fired her. I Left usually just say, time. I'll usually just jokingly say I broke up with my therapist because it kind of feels like a breakup on that last appointment. Like, yeah, you know, you're trying to like, yeah, it's been so great. And it's not you. It's me. It's like, <laughs> no, it really is me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> Wait, so you got to tell them? I do. Tell yeah. them what? That you're not coming back? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. They're I, mean, I guess that's respectful. I fire them when they're in their office. I say, get out of my office. <laughs> like, I'm in my office. So I I, yeah, I just, I feel bad not doing it because I think it's just being, like, an empath is that I, like, you know, no matter what our, if our, even if our dynamic isn't working, I feel like I've gotten something from every therapist I've seen. And so, like. You know, I like to kind of have the closure of, you know, and usually it's more I'll kind of mention it towards I know in my mind it's the last appointment, but I have like the normal appointment first. And then I just towards the end will, you know, share that I'm going to take a break from therapy for a while. That's usually how I do it. I have to move. (laughs) <laughs> Where you go through the whole thing and just at the end of it, you're like, oh, yes. Yeah, so. oh, I'm never going to see you again. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You like, should definitely get the session in. Like, you shouldn't, like, yeah, you should go well, for a last session. The thing session. is, though, if you mention it at the beginning, then it, like, shapes the whole session. That's true, yeah. So. Surprise them. And it feels kind of awkward, but. I think, no, I've had therapists where I kind of gradually just mentioned to them, like, yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to take a break soon. And, like, the one I saw most recently who I loved I it's just because my I don't have the same insurance anymore like I had to get on Seth's mm, insurance yeah. and it's high deductible so you know therapy is totally out of pocket so yeah I was able to tell her that and be like yeah I just want to do one or two more sessions before insurance ends and yeah it kind of depends if you already have like a stilted like relationship with them then it can be awkward to kind of end things but they're used to it. Like, I don't, I don't think therapists take offense to it because they just know they're not for everyone. My sister, who's a friend of the show and a therapist, she said people should shop for therapist. Almost use it like you use a dating app. Go and meet new therapists and see if it fits. And you don't have to, if it doesn't work with one, you can always just try another one. It's totally okay. And you can find people that also specialize in certain areas. Like, you know, I wouldn't go to some therapists because they might specialize in like divorce or child children <laughs> child children child. whatever because <laughs> i'd be like all right well i can't really connect with that so i'll go for something else so like definitely shop around for your therapist and like trust your gut um because usually i know from the first appointment like that it's not working but i'll be like well i've only had one appointment with them so i'll 
keep seeing them and then it turns into oh i've been seeing them for six months and it's still not working um so i've learned to kind of trust my instincts more and i guess too that that's just i know what i want in therapy now i know what like what type of therapist works for me um so it's pretty easy for me to tell uh initially how it's gonna work out <laughs> for some reason sorry for some reason when you said yeah you go the first time you're like oh this isn't really working out it's for some reason i thought you were gonna be like yeah then you go for six months and you're getting married to them <laughs> <laughs> i was like whoa that'd be crazy <laughs> uh. yeah no i decided to really settle <laughs> i don't like you as a therapist we are together and now. we're gonna get married <laughs> All right, so uh, it's that time to take a quick break, re-up on our Wellbutrin and our chocolate milk. So we'll be right back. <laughs> Two Nuts in a Pot is a program dedicated to talking about the real stuff, the stigma of mental illness, how we tend to our mental health, and how our brains define and empower us. Hosted by Lizzie and Emery, Two Nuts in a Pod can be found on podcast streaming devices such as iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and CastBox. In addition to podcast streaming services, Two Nuts in a Pod is a proud member of Forward Radio. 065 WFMPLP is committed to broadcasting the voices of those groups and individuals in our community who are routinely ignored by the mainstream media, promoting understanding and collaboration among diverse groups, supporting our efforts to network, organize, and strengthen our community and our democracy. Forward Radio is a volunteer-powered, listener-supported station, and we need your contributions. Just go to forwardradio.org to donate or get involved. All right, we are back with the lovely Hazel May Tackett. Bam, 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 bam. And uh, this is kind of when we get into hearing Hazel's story and stuff, but we like to ask first, like, what what was it that made you feel comfortable to like come on the show because it's super vulnerable for people to like come on and share their stories so we're always so thankful for it but i'm always curious like you know what if you haven't done anything like this before like what made you yeah i think uh like first and foremost right like definitely the fact that like we're friends right so like i've been comfortable with both of you but i do think it's interesting with the topic of mental health right because like you would hope that like because in my mind, mental health is, like, subjective, right? Like, the way you view mental health and the way I do could be completely different. And what I think is doing well might not be your well, you know? Like, hopefully there's, like, a baseline in there, right? Because, like, hopefully there's a bottom line. But, like, you know, I think it's just interesting to hear other people's point of view on the topic. So, Yeah, and it's, like... I totally, in my mind, classify you as, like, one of our super happy friends. Like, we'll yeah. joke about, like, you know, like, how we just have too many, like, happy friends. Yeah. Well, I think but, they'll say uh, hazel energy. <laughs> I need that hazel energy. Like, <laughs> Yeah. But, like, that's one thing I've learned with the show is everybody has stuff, no matter how happy they present. Oh, yeah. There's when always... I'm someone that if I can't present the way I do to the world, then, like, I'm just going to stay home, you know? Like, even that's with work and everything. Like, I'd straight be like, nope, sorry, not going or, you know. Like, if I am in that mood, I do not, like, want to be... If I don't, again, feel like I can confidently go out and just have fun and experience life the way I want to, then it's like, I'll wait. And it doesn't happen often, often, right? Because I am, in my mind, generally a happy person. But Yeah, I'm kind of like that, too. If I know that it won't be fun, unless it's important for me to be there because like you know it's a big event for someone or something like that then i'll go and just kind of 
you know, stay low energy and not stay that long. But yeah, you should be like feeling it when you oh, go yeah. out. I always reference your thing over like uh, Lizzie's thing of going out for one hour. Like it's like you're not really feeling it, but you just just go for one hour. Like, cause that's not too long. And then if you're like, after an hour, you're like, this sucks. And then you leave. Yeah. Or if you're like, actually, this isn't so bad. I think I'll stay around a little while. And cause an hour is not that long. And then it's also like, you showed up, you can check that off. People saw you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it's not like a serious long-term commitment. Well, and it's nice to like plan that you're going to check in with yourself. Yeah. I think cause like a lot of times when I'm around people, like I'll kind of get sucked into like their energy and I'll like lose track of how I'm feeling mm, and then I'll get home and be like wow true. what are all these pent-up emotions it's like okay I've I've been bottling everything up and that's very interesting yeah because people feed off that group mentality and yeah. it's like yeah and just the fact that you take the time to check in with yourself is so important and then usually I end up saying it just because I gave myself permission to leave it feels like more of a choice and then I'm like you know what I will stay but like because I gave myself that permission, it kind of takes the pressure off and makes me feel like I'm really choosing, you know, my level of stimulation. And I'm a person that never wants to go. I like never. I'm just like, no, doesn't sound fun. And then I go and I'm like, this is fine. I like this. Yeah. And even if it's not like the best time in the world, you still connected with people. Like I always think about that, too. Sometimes when I'm not in the mood, but I'm like, I really need to do something social. It'll be like invite someone over to watch a movie or something. Just do something where you're connecting with other people, but not, like, in performance mode. I get, like, a weird feeling. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like, for me, I'll get, like, a weird feeling like someone needs me to go. You know, that's why I even, like, there's been times where we've hung out and I know, like, you know, people will be like, where'd Hazel go? And I, like, ran away over here because I could just get, like, I can feel it, And then I'll go over and then someone has a conversation with me or, you know what I mean? And then not that it's always, like, they open up to me or anything like that, but just, like... I don't know. I guess I'm an entertainer, like helper, right? Because I always have viewed myself as like a vessel. So I know people use me when needed. So that's why sometimes, you know, you turn around and you're like, uh, where's she? And like 20 minutes ago, I didn't like walk to the next bar and then came right back. Or you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, and like no one even noticed. Because again, I like go because just a weird feeling like I'm being pulled in a direction, right? That's mm. why I'm like, hey. And then sometimes no, right? Like we're sometimes I'll in my head miss the opportunity because I didn't like, you know. Because sometimes I'm dealing with stuff and don't want to be someone else's vessel, right? But then mm -hmm. that, that's when I'm like, well, you should. Or, like, you can be hard on yourself about that, too, right? But Yeah, I wonder that because, you know, yeah, as Lizzie talked about, one of the, the happy friends, um, the sad people, you know, we, we always notice really happy people. <laughs> but even, like, we would go to, like, bars or whatever or out, and then just if I was with you, Hazel, it was just, like, people were just so happy to see you. And just so pumped. And I was like, wow, this is nice. I like going around with Hazel. <laughs> it does warm my heart to see people's reaction too, you know? And that's not even trying to, like, me trying to be conceited. But I've noticed that, like, as I've gotten older. Because, like, I feel like you can just be more reflective, right? Or, like, more aware. But it is honestly heartwarming. And I think that's why I'm happy too. Because to see how happy I can make other people, right? Because, like, I would hope most people want to spread joy in this life. So, when you know you've done it or, like, you can also take a room of people that like if you know tensions are weird blah 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 whatever and you can like flip it and make everyone just be in a better mood and stuff yeah i feel like you're such like a giver too and like yeah. a nurturer that's but that's just... why sometimes i don't check in on myself and that's yeah. why i realize i get home and i'm like i've lived so much through so many different people and i have so many emotions built up from that that I, like Again, as I've gotten older, I've tried to, like, hone in on that and feel emotions, allow yourself to truly feel 
someone else's emotions, whether it's sad, mad, whatever. And, but then, like, let it go. So, like, pass through you and not, like, end you, right? So. Yeah, have you found that at times to be, like, exhausting or draining or just... Absolutely. That's generally why I won't come out sometimes. If I say I'm going to stay home, that's because I am an emotionally... I'm emotionally drained because, like, with my work, I literally talk to people for, ten like, ten hours a day because where I'm a barber, right? So, like, when you're just standing there talking to some... Like, this many people, like, I mean, what, 15 or more people in one day, and then I leave and then go see friends and then I talk to... You know what I mean? Luckily, being a Gemini, I can talk a lot. But there's, like, a certain point in time where when I feel like I can't give myself to others or present myself the way I want to, that's whenever I'm like, all right, I got to stay home and, like, not talk to anyone. Like, I turn my phone off or if I turn it off, I mean, I'll video game on it, which I put it in the mode where it won't even send me a notification. Or if someone calls me, they got to call me twice or it doesn't even let me know, which I'm like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Like, sometimes it is just overwhelming to even be available to people. Oh, yeah. It's just like, nope, this is me time. Yeah, and that's notably why almost every vacation I take, I will straight take off like a week or whatever and like get in my car and go hammock camp by myself in the middle of the woods with where there's no service purposely just so that way I don't have to talk like and then there was like there's times where I'm on like a trip right and I'll randomly say something or like talk to myself for a second and when I do you're like it almost like your voice scares you because you haven't heard (laughs) someone talking so long it's like oh what's that you like hit your toe and like cuss or something you're like oh I have a voice or you know what I mean because it's just like when I do take those trips it is just I call it recharging or whatever right I'm like let's go in mother nature recharge like all that and then come back and like kill it for the next month or two but generally once every few months it's like all right it's time for me to reset that's awesome so like i don't know much about your mental health you know experiences throughout life like i mean we've talked some about like you know what's going on with us currently but um have you struggled with any like mental health issues anxiety depression or like did you ever have like a time period where like you weren't happy hazel like uh yeah actually so i would say like not growing up in the early early years right like before like 12 or 13 or whatever but i would say there was a period there like believe it or not there was one time in high school in class i said a word and the person beside me said she talks because i would not say like you would never hear me talk, say anything. I was just the most quiet, right? From, like, maybe, like, high school years, stuff like that. And, like, when I was with friends, right, for sure. But, like, I think that the things I have went through have shaped me to be as happy as I am now because the way I view things, right? Because, like, some people can have it go on for life. I think my biggest thing lately is, like, even when I was saying earlier about being, like, up and down and all that, it's not even so much up and down for me as happy and sad as more or less just anxiety, right? Because I think the anxiety will make me feel like I'm sad. But then when I actually sit there, it's like, no, you're not. It's just, yeah. You know? So I think, like, as I've gotten older, it's less sad, more anxiety for whatever reason. To where I don't even really remember being that anxious of a person being younger. But maybe it's just because where I was more depressed, like, maybe that took over. And being from such a small town, I don't know if I'd ever really have said the word anxiety and knew what it meant back then, <laughs> just being honest, right? Like, Yeah, like, it's hard to look back, because also I have a terrible memory, too, yeah. but it's, like, hard to look back, because when, at the time, I didn't know what anxiety really was, so because, like, I didn't have that, like, framework for how I was feeling, it's really hard to look back and say for sure that I was suffering from anxiety at certain points Mm -hmm. it's like was it anxiety or was it just high school yeah you know being really intense or 
And does it now feel like we have worse anxiety because we actually have a word and, like, have opinions about it, right? So sometimes I wonder if that makes us more so because we might even sometimes use it as an excuse, right? Or, like, not excuse, but, like, say it is anxiety even though it might be, you know. Because that's it. There's a range of emotions I feel like we all go through, right? So to pinpoint some emotions, like, you, your mind sometimes tricks you into thinking how I said sometimes I'm like, am I sad? It's like, no, you just have anxiety. Yeah, I guess sometimes, like, the labels are too vague i guess like there's so many different experiences and symptoms and emotions you experience during anxiety so it's just like this blanket term but there's so much more complexity to it yeah when every single like pathway i feel like of anxiety is different too right so like how you said like i feel like anxiety is like the umbrella but then yeah like the subcategories or the way that like how i said earlier how mine is more being hard on myself Mm-hmm. So, like, some people, that's not theirs at all. It could just be anxiety about, like, meeting other people or being in public or, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many different forms and, like, ways to take anxiety. And then, like, trying to, like, figure out what it is or, like, you know, sometimes that's so overwhelming. You're just like, all right, we're not going to think about that now. Yeah. Let's go numb that. Um, is it alcohol today? Or... Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Which I think is, like, an okay coping tool sometimes oh yeah oh and i think yeah like coping not like have one or two or whatever right like if it's those type of days for me it's like one or two like i'm not gonna go i know myself i can't go hard hard because then i'm gonna you know it's just gonna make it worse yeah i know that yeah i found that well in younger years i did not know that right so i spent a few years of my life from like 18 years old until like 20 some like pretty like heavily drinking all that to like get past it and then one day i was just like this is making it worse if you drink every day and you're crying at the end of the day and you know that you wouldn't cry that hard normally, or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But when you're young, right? It's like, yeah, I'm told that this helps. I'm told that this is what, you know, people do to numb it. Well, and it's like so normal to heavily drink in that age range because yeah. all of your friends are doing it. So it's like yeah. when it's normalized like that, it's really hard to like even see it as a problem. So it's like, what? Everyone's, oh, yeah. everyone else is doing it, but not yeah, everyone has your own mental health. It's not until like they're later 20s 30s 40s they're like oh this is actually a problem it's like oh this isn't cute anymore yeah we're not all having fun anymore (laughs) but i was still 18 yeah (laughs) so i guess what happened from so you said you were in a high school class and somebody said oh she talks so what happened from that stage till like now uh so i feel like for me because again i grew up in a really small town right it was like a town i think of like 2600 or something like that uh, the we're high school too, right? Like less than probably three hundred people. So like everything you do, every single person knows and all that. And growing up in such a small town, um, I am transgender now. So at that time, I was living male, right? And it was one of those being in such a country area to where like even my brother for like styling his hair would get called names and like get made fun of, right? So just to, like and maybe like probably anxiety towards all that, right? But I think I just got to a certain place where being depressed about it, all that, like I knew how happy of a person I was. And I knew that I came to like a just realization. I can either start living how I want or I already know I won't be living past a certain age. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I knew that yeah. if I didn't make that transition, then and the, well, and the thing is, too. So I didn't even know that you could be transgender either right so back then like i never even knew that i wanted to live as a woman i just knew i wanted to wear more feminine things and rather someone makes fun of me for it they're gonna make fun of me for anything right like pick and choose like i'm also taller right so it's either like you get picked on any reason under the sun so at least if i get to be happy 
and do what I want to do. If someone makes fun of me for that, that makes me feel better than someone making fun of me just because, right? Like, so I think, like, in the younger years, because, yeah, I think it was, like, 10th grade, I made a whole outfit and, like, cut off one side of the skinny jeans, and they were, like, shorts, like, short shorts, and then the other one I had the leg on. And <laughs> I made it asymmetrical because I had an off-the-shoulder shirt for the opposite side, all that, right? And showed up with my little Nightmare Before Christmas tote bag and one of the best days of my life, right? And everyone, obviously, yeah, like, the guys made fun of me, all that. But I knew as they snickered behind me, for whatever reason, it just felt a lot better knowing that I wanted, I was doing what I wanted, right? So I think after 10th grade to, like, 11th and 12th is just when you could see that I was happier and, like, starting to talk more and stuff like that. And I think in those years of just... And, like, don't get me wrong. Like, there's also, like, times I was depressed during it, right? Because, like, you can only get made fun of all day long and keep a good attitude, right? When you feel like everyone's against you. But, like, when you know, again, like, I always just felt like I knew I had myself. And, again, if, like, if I wanted to continue living, I knew this is what I was going to do. And that's whenever... Like, 19 is whenever, yeah, I'd graduated school early to come up to Louisville to start uh, school and all that for hair. So that's whenever I found out, you know, that you could be transgender, blah, blah, blah. And I think that after that, like, and again, in the beginning stages of that, when you're not comfortable with your body, because I found out what it was, and was like, oh, yeah, like, that could be a thing. And so there was low points at that. But I think, like, as time goes on, like I said, it's so funny, because I'm going to look back on this and be like... You said that, right? But I feel like I'm 29 years old now, and I genuinely feel like a fully relaxed person. Mm -hmm. And I know that, again, and even just two, three years from now, I'm going to look back and be like, ah, you thought, you know, like, you thought you knew it all. But, like, at the same time, like, I've just been comfortable, you know? Like, I have a lot of things going good with me. That's why when I do have the the days where I do have anxiety and I am harder on myself, I... The reason I'm so hard on myself is because I'm like, you have so many good things in your life and you've been given so many opportunities coming from such a small town to come up to like literally Louisville, Kentucky, that I know a lot of people will be like, oh, it's so small or like, oh, it's not that. I'm like, this is an amazing city. Like so yeah. many opportunities. Like I now own a business, like I said, like I can guarantee you that I grew up always saying I wanted to own one by 25, but like when I would actually sit there and think about it, it's like, I don't even know how to manifest that or any of that, right? And then I did get my LLC. Uh, it was two days before I turned 26. So I did wow. get my business when nice. I was 25. Nice. Yeah. So that's why, I, yeah. Again, I just think as time goes on, you learn more and more. Because at a younger age, you don't always reflect, right? Like, you either live in the emotions, dwell on the emotions, or even have, like, a way in your head of thinking that emotions are, even if they're not, like almost redirecting the, like, again, mental health, right? Like, even if something isn't that sad, but, like, your mind is, like, you know you should be, so then you are sad even though you wouldn't have been, right? So, and then, like I said, as time goes on, it's just you get better and better at it and figuring it out. And I think now, like, me, how I said earlier, being, like, a vessel for people, that has kind of given me more of a purpose overall. And, like, now my whole mindset is I just want to see how many, like, cool people I can meet in this lifetime, you know? And, like, if I can help people along the way, like, we're all just trying to survive. So, like, my motto has always been, like, you should never make it harder on anyone else. Even the people who made fun of me. I'm not going to make their life harder because they're trying to do it to me, right? Like, I'm not uh, an eye for an eye, I guess, in that way. Of, like, to me, it's like, no, we all are just trying to live a happy life, at least hopefully. So, again, if you can help someone, even the random stranger on the side of the street, right? Like, you can do that. And sometimes, yeah, you don't want to have to sit and listen or want to help someone, but... 
You just have to remind yourself that that's also what makes you happy. Yeah. I just love that idea that what you said about just like, as soon as you were just fully embraced who you were and just did what you wanted to do, that it, it made the bullying basically more tolerable. Yeah. Like that makes so mm. much sense to me because like you're, you're living your truth. I think when bullying like makes you just like hide in your shell and not even like figure yourself out or self-actualize, it's like they're winning. Oh yeah. And there's times where like, we've all been made fun of for things that we know aren't even true, but it still yeah. hurts. So like, at least if I'm giving them, like I said, a reason to like, if that's the one reason you do not like me, Thank you. I will say notably, I've never had someone that genuinely disliked me if they ever talked to me or like knew me. It was always just a preconceived notion of blah, you know what I mean? Whatever the thing is. And not even saying like it has to be like transgender as far as like living how you want to do. Like if you want to color your hair, color your hair. If someone makes fun of you for it, cool. I like it. Like if you like it, it doesn't matter what someone else thinks and especially not a stranger. Like, yeah, and it's hard when you're in school because like before the age of 18, you just get in this like mindset cycle of like you only see the same people every day and like again i went to such a small school that like everyone knows every little thing you do but then when you realize when you get out of school like if i don't want to see that person or if i don't want to talk to that person i don't have to right like and if someone's strangers looking at you on the street like why don't you hear that color it's like why does that matter you know like if you're happy with it just again be happy with it yeah and i sometimes think too like when people have been through that like intense you know i think it is like bullying is really traumatic mm -hmm. like i consider oh, yeah. it super traumatic and it can affect you your whole life but it's like you know people who have been through that i've noticed like are really strong and like resilient and do end up with that i guess in the best case scenarios like yours like get that strong sense of self out of it some people it might take longer and lots of therapy <laughs> you know to like come out of their shell and you know, think, not be afraid anymore. I think what helped me come to that realization and stuff is being from such a small town. I've always viewed life as like we're species. And like, again, I was telling you, I think before we had a conversation where I told you about like surviving and all that, like, I feel like my number, that's my, like, anytime I'm even stressed, I just take a deep breath and you're, it's like, hello, you're breathing. Like your number one job is done. You're living, right? Like I want to live. That's why, again, I had a certain point in high school where I was like, I know if I don't do this, I will end up taking my life, you know? And that's not fair to me or family or any of that. So it was like one of those, like being from a small town and I guess just being raised more country as much as some people like, I mean, granted, as much as they're not always open to it anything or like lgbt and all that right like just because people aren't as open like again you either dwell or not and for me it was just very much like um i'm going to keep surviving and i'm going to do it how i want to do it like i'm going to continue it right and that's why i said uh, why be mean to someone because we're all trying to survive same thing i guess again my whole mindset around it has just again been i guess more unique in the sense of like not primal but you know what i mean like um an olden way of thinking about it or like because i know like to me again i just think of us like as a species yeah I, I feel like too you know for you know for everyone like surely it's more intense when you've been through trauma but for everyone i think it is a survival thing like you have to like yourself like and for some of us like for me that's really hard like i'm 
that's the biggest thing I like work mm-hmm. on in therapy. But like at the end of the day, you cannot control what anyone else thinks about you, whether they like you or not. Um, but like you have to be on your own team, you know, or like, you know, you, your life's going to suck. You, you know, to, it's you like, have to, you have to be your number one advocate. Yeah. Yeah. I know that I've, I mean, yeah, that's the same thing I struggle with is the, the liking yourself or trusting your brain. You're just like, yeah, I don't feel either one often. So <laughs> that's why I just, I mean, going back to what you were saying, Hazel, just was like, you know, someone walking down the street, be like, why is your hair that color? Like, and my initial response, my gut reaction is to fight back and be like, why are you so ugly? <laughs> like, <laughs> but instead it was just like, Oh, this makes me happy. And then that's like it. And it's like, well, I mean, the person can't be like, Oh, well I can't really like, you can still make fun of them, but it's like, there's no, like, there's no, you know, going back and forth. And I just really admire and respect that. It's just, uh, I imagine that was very hard at certain times, but it's, and I, I kind of still see it happening today. But, um, yeah, I just think it's really cool. Yeah, and like how you said, like, when you're like, well, it makes me happy, right? Can you imagine someone looking, uh, well, or, like, trying to make fun of someone for wanting to be happy, right? Like, that's a concept that, and if someone ever did, which I don't even know how you could, right? Like, how dare you be happy? But if anyone <laughs> ever did, you obviously, like, that would obviously discredit every, like, I would never want to know that person, yeah. you know? yeah. And I don't think, honestly, a little bit of a Gemini, but I don't think they deserve to know me either, you know? That's so true, yeah. If you're willing to make fun of someone, like, you don't know how good of a person they are if you're literally talking about their aesthetic. Like, if you haven't talked to someone and seen, like, how they are as a person and, like, in my mind, like, how good of a soul they are, all that, then again, that person doesn't deserve to know you either. Yeah, and they've got their own issues if if they're so fixated on other people and you know, making fun of other people or judging them. Like you can only imagine what they're doing to themselves. It's like, sounds miserable. And it's almost like, thank you. Instead of them just doing it to themselves, I guess that's like an outlet of like, they're not thinking about their own problems. Right. They'd rather take it out on someone else. So that way they get that moment of not thinking about themselves. Yeah. Or like I'm, if I put these other people down, then I'll feel bigger. Like I always feel like that's because like I had an experience with like, like my best friend from the age of like nine to maybe like 15 or 16 was like super controlling. And she was basically a bully that was also my best friend. And it was really hard to like get out of the friendship. And I still have a lot of stuff um, from that experience of like, she basically, I kind of saw the world she, the way she did and like always had this sense that like, everyone was like this harsh critic of me because like that's how she made me feel and like I had to learn like nobody cares that much yeah like you know a lot of that stuff is in your head when you're imagining this like antagonistic audience it's like I had to get through that with teaching I would just look at the classroom and I would think like what's the worst thing people could be thinking about me and I'd be convinced that that's what they're thinking about me yeah but I think I heard the mantra before like that a friend learned in therapy was like, it's not always the worst thing. Like when you have problems with like self-criticism saying that to yourself, like I've found to be really helpful. Like it's actually pretty unlikely that it's the worst thing. Yeah. You're imagining these worst case scenarios of what people are thinking, but 
They might not be thinking about you at all. I was going to say, but I was <laughs> trying to... Yeah. People are so occupied with their own stuff that yeah. like, they're not really thinking about like, hey, is is Lizzie giving a good lesson here? They're just Who like, cares about what their English teacher's doing <laughs> yeah. when they're 18 years they're old? Like, like, I'm gassy right now and I don't want to fart out loud. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's what they're focused on. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, you know, like, I wonder if Kendo over there likes me or not. Like, yeah, like they're, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or they could, I mean, that's one thing I would like... You know, giving compliments and stuff, they could be thinking like, "I love the way Lizzie explains this." Like, yeah. and that's where it's like when you when I try to I try to think because I am not the best at giving compliments, but like I'll think that in my head I'll be like, "Oh, that was a really smart way to say that." Or, I like how this was said, explained to me. Like I should be saying that. So then they could say that too because that's that could be what they're thinking as well. You really don't know, and you're just going to beat yourself up by being thinking like, "Oh, well, this, they must be thinking this awful thing about me that I think already about myself." Yeah, I think too, like. I've been told quite a few times in my life that I'm a very complimentary, com, complimentary, wait. Complimentation. Yeah. <laughs> if that's it. <laughs> Complim- no, not complimentary person anyways, whatever I'm trying to say. But yeah, like I give compliments a lot because I think like, especially when it comes to like the opposite sex and stuff, right? Like there's always like a notion of like, well, I don't want them to think I'm hitting on them. And it's like, first off, who cares if they think that, right? Like, but second off, like, I just think that like more things need to be said that are nice. And, like, giving people compliments that you don't even know how that changes their day. And sometimes it doesn't even take a compliment. Like, sometimes just walking down the street and actually smiling at someone and making eye contact. So I just realized we are getting close to the end of our time. So we got to do some quick gratitudes. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) it's almost like gratitudes. (laughs) Is that like a greeting card? Yeah. Like a company. (laughs) Are we making our own greeting card thing? Because I feel like I'm, like, I'd love that. (laughs) We should make our own, like, two nuts in a pod greeting cards. Yeah, just be really, like, mopey. Called gratitudes. <laughs> well, I've got my first one. All right. I only have it. one, actually, so I am grateful for our guest, Hazel. Uh, there have been, and this is where I'm not the best at compliments. I need to improve with this. There's been times where Hazel has said something or just the energy you brought to the table or just something you did that particularly I was just like, wow, I really, really like that. Like that, that either warms my heart or I really respect it or admire it. Or I just like, I was like, yes, that's exactly what needed to be said or done. And I should say that more often. And I'm sorry I don't, but I just wanted to say that now. So I'm very grateful for you. Well, thank you. And I do think that even if you don't say it for whatever reason, I do get feelings from you and I know, you know, Yeah. and not that I even put it into words in my head, but I can just feel that. Right. Like, you can just feel the love from people, right? I wish I could just make grunting sounds, and you'd be like, okay, I know what that means. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, grunt twice if that was an extra good compliment. Or grunt once. <laughs> and then just ends up, it was just too much chocolate milk. <laughs> I'm also grateful for chocolate milk. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. So, Lizzie, that's your one thing you're that's grateful it. for? I'm yeah. done. Yeah. Um, do you have one ready? I have. Locked and loaded? Like, you want me to go? Because, I mean, I could end the last... Like, how long we got? Because I can keep going. That's my thing, like... Uh, just a couple minutes. Good. But- I am thankful for, first off, y'all, and invite me on here to talk about things, right? Like, to just get a voice out there and give my opinion on mental health. I am thankful to be in such, like I said, in my opinion, a big city, living my life and, like, owning a business and stuff and having the ability to go out on the weekends with friends and being able to have the opportunity to like, cause I mean, obviously there's a lot of people that don't always have like the money to do stuff and all that. So I've just been thankful overall, right? Between friends, family, everything like, and that's again, why when I get down on myself, I'm hard on myself. I'm like, everything is going good. Like I, 
I thought to myself the other day, how could you ask for more, you know? And it's like, if you can think, how could you ask for more? Like, that's also a great feeling, right? Yeah. So I'm, I've been, like I said, thankful for a lot. I guess one thing that, um, you know, my cousin just moved, like she's been, she's from North Carolina, but she's been living in Louisville doing the uh, clinical psychology program at Spalding. So she's been here five years and I'd never gotten close to a cousin before. So, cause like we just didn't see them that often, but like getting close to her when she was here, it was just like so cool to learn what like a close relationship with a cousin can be like. And like now that she's moving, of course I'm sad, but I'm also like so grateful that I had that chance to like really get to know her. And now like it brought everyone closer together. The fact that she was here Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, hanging out with me and my sister and my mom and stuff like, even my aunt and uncle, like, I feel like now we're just going to see them more. Like, we're going to make the effort to, like, go to North Carolina more and, like, for them to come here. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Grateful for cousins. Yeah. Nice. One of the memories of, right? Because that's the other thing. No one can take your memories away. So making those good memories, like, yeah, it's like so they move away far, but at least you always have the memories that you do get to spend for the five years, you know? True. Emo already stole what i would want to say too but so i don't want to be a copycat but thank you so much for coming on the show and it's like so cool because you know we know each other pretty well now but like i still learned new stuff about you today and just thanks so much for like sharing it and supporting us and supporting our like our listeners too because a lot of people are going to relate to your experience well that was why the main like i said one of the main reasons i wanted to come on right because if you can just help one person again like i'm sitting pretty if i can right like i'm happy with it but no and thank you guys for having me i've been looking forward to it awesome all right so we'll go to the chocolate milk bar after this right absolutely yeah take cool. some chocolate I'm really milk shots yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's the show <laughs> keep talking about your feelings bye bye, bye. <laughs> thank you for listening to two nuts in a pod on forward radio Please keep in mind that we are not mental health professionals, and all of our opinions are based on our personal experiences. If you'd like to speak to a trained professional, call National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. The crisis line is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Original theme music for Two Nuts in a Pod was composed by Neil Lucas.